Hello. Hey. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to the show. Please, no flash photography or pets. Pets? Why would I bring my pets? How you doing, Max? Uh, I'm okay. I was uh, talking to my friend Stefan this morning, and uh, he goes, what is that? Are, are you doing some sort of podcast thing? And I tried to explain it to him. <laughs> First off, he didn't understand the title. Magazine? Why is it called that? Like, uh, that's Cousin Lorenzo. I said, he wanted to do a show, so he came to me. I said, okay, let's do a show. And I said, he has been amazing. You, Lorenzo, have been amazing as far as getting the show out there and putting it on iTunes and putting it on SoundCloud and putting it on iCloud. and Amazing. I mean, stellar work. Uh, however, content-wise, I said there's often that thing where I kept trying to tell him that this was his show. But we get behind the microphone, and you don't have anything to say. That's not true. <laughs> I want you to start this show. <laughs> Case in point. Fuck you. No, but he's no. very excited, and he's going to listen. All right. Well, I'm glad. He says, he says you – talking about me, because he – I think he's he knows about you. He actually thought you were Adam's cousin. He's like, all these years I kept hearing Cousin Lorenzo. I thought it was Adam's cousin. Wow. Uh, he's a former uh, co-host guy of mine. But but no, I said, no, Cousin Lorenzo. And, and I said, him and Adam are the same person. So it, it kind of makes sense that we're doing this show. But we're not the same person. I mean, I know Adam, love Adam. And you think that I'm, you know, Adam 2.0. And that was never, ever my... True. Adam 2.0. <laughs> was. I never wanted no, to be the no, second. Of course, I don't banana think you're a, to Adam. No, no, you're not a second banana. No, you've you've become the second banana of your own show. You're supposed to be the first banana. But are we equal on the what? What is a banana? Is it a bunch? A banana is a are bunch. Are we of banana. equal bananas yeah. in the bunch? We're Excellent. doing this together. We are equal. I am very happy to hear that. But I know you, and most people may be listening do or they don't. <laughs> and I know that you're. The more entertaining one than that's I am. That's not true. You're you very think I'm more entertaining than you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's why I asked you. I thought, I'm not going to do this by myself. I'm not that entertaining. All right, let's but take I a could, poll. I could actually get a little bit of your vibe. Yeah. And you can bring out the entertainment part of me. Yeah. But I'm not the one to drive the podcast. If even you though. actually listen to this show, I want you to post a comment. Who you think is more uh, entertaining? Is it Lorenzo or is it Max? And we will see. We will see what the audience says. All right. Will All right. you be able to handle the results? Absolutely. I won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it better be. I'm very sensitive. It better be 20 to nothing. It right? needs to be 20 maxes and one Lorenzo. That's right. Okay, fine. Hey, if I get one, I'll be very happy. Yes. Max, it has been said to me. That over all these years, besides being a wine guy, I'm a wine guy. You even have a wine blog. Yeah. You know, Mac Cook Uncorked. Mac Cook Uncorked. Max Thanks. Cook. Thanks for the plug. Okay. Max Cook Uncorked. Yes. That's, yes. Even, that's a better title. Yes. Um, you've discovered beer. <laughs> I didn't discover beer. I've had beer. Beer's discovered you. Listen, I'll tell you what. It doesn't help that one night I was in a dirty cantina and... I said to the waitress, what is a really good Mexican beer? And she says, oh, you got to try Modelo Negra. Have you ever had Modelo Negra? No. Oh. I'm not a really big beer That's guy. That's right, you're not. Maybe you can sway me. No, no, I'm just saying uh, I got a bottle of this no Modelo Negra. It's a it's a darker beer and just the, the crisp. See, I love a fizzy, fizzy 
explosion in my mouth, mm-hmm. but the crispness and the and and beer beer connoisseurs may be listening to this rolling their eyes. Are you respecting the fact that I didn't jump on that last comment? By the way, which one? The busy jizzy exploding thing in your mouth. <laughs> I did let that go. Just thank you. Let the records be be, be, be known. You, you jump in anytime. Oh, okay. No, but uh, but I really fell in love with this Modelo Negra, and it also doesn't help that I have a Vendome liquor and spirits store yeah. that started doing wine tastings. Hector the Selector was great; he would he would choose titles, and we you know walking distance from our house. But now they've added ciders and meads and uh, craft beer, and I, I'm just maybe I just love it all. But I'm telling you, man, there's a whole other science to beer. There's a whole other taste thing going on. In fact, this past weekend, it was, what, President's Day weekend? So the wife and I decided to have one of our film festivals where it was up to me this time to pick the movies. So we picked three or four movies over the course of a three-day weekend, and uh, we pair them. And so I said, well, I think we should do Werner Herzog. And he's German. Right. So I'm like, why don't we go get some German beers from Vendome? I don't know anything about German beer. I know German's very popular right. with the beer. Like a Heineken or yeah, whatever. I, I go to Oktoberfest. Oh, no. These are like imported Germans. Like, Ungstauk, Fringstrock, Froth, Frankstein. Like, it's like wow. these crazy names. Wow. And uh, do you have to salute them before you yes, drink them? Yes, yes. And you have to be an, a Nazi or wow. a neo Nazi. Oh, my God. To drink them. Well, you will be literally in the oven by the, at the end. Yes. So, dude, I go over there, Nicole and I go over there, and oh, wouldn't you know it, how coincidental a cider and mead tasting. Now, do you know what a mead is? No. M E A D. Isn't it like really old school stuff? Like a really old yes. alcohol? Mead goes back to like pre wine. Yeah. Mead goes back to. Uh, it's honey wine. It's it, it's it's derived from honey. Really? Just like cider is derived from fruit. Apples. Apples. Yeah. But you're right. You can have pear ciders. Yeah. You can have pineapple ciders. Yeah. You can have grape ciders. Yeah. yeah blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, man, these meads, it's like, whoa, this is a whole other taste. You're into the meads. I'm into the meads. So, dude, no joke. I think we spent, with the tasting... Maybe 170 bucks. <laughs> oh my god. At Vendome Liquors? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Lorenzo I mean, did really you, did you buy a bottle of everything you tasted basically? Yes. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much everything. We got ciders, we got meads, and then I got Umstein Stein! The German beers. Wow. Lorenzo, really though, what is the point? I mean, why not just I'm not saying I have to be Nicolas Cage from leaving Las Vegas, but I'm still productive. I'm still making things happen. I'm not killing anyone. Why not just drink myself to slow death with all that's going on in the world? Well, first of all, wine is not really going to make you fat, but you start drinking a lot of beer I know. and high caloric stuff and hops and wheat and you are going to fucking blow bl- up. You're going to blow up, dude. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that because I, you have to understand, physically, I hit a wall. Here's my marker and, and I'm not embarrassed to say it. The day I can't see my dick anymore is the day I freak out and get back into my exercise routine. Wow. Speaking of exercise. Just to let you know, I'm the opposite. So the day I see your dick yes. is the day that I get therapy <laughs> and I, I, I start drinking a lot of beer. No, no. I, I, I've got a belly and I'm working on it. But listen, I'm, okay. I'm working out every day. But listen. Good. Listen, I wanted to tell you. I was very excited to tell you. Yes. 
As it is, I'm sore anyway all the time. I had to move an entire storage unit by myself because my wife was working, but we got essentially evicted from our old storage unit because oh. they were tearing it down to build a new you know, Con- Condos or something. Yeah. So very polite of them to say, get out. You've got three weeks. However, they did say... Anything you want to leave behind, go ahead, because we're just going to total the place. So that was cool. That was very cool. That she got to leave a lot of junk. Well, I got to w- leave without some... having to worry about hauling the junk somewhere else. I let go of some things, Lorenzo, and I have to continue to purge. Uh, one of the things was a box of my REM cassettes. Oh, all my REMs, all of them. They're all coming back, you know. Even cassettes are coming back. Why? Because people want the analog, old school stuff. It's really cool and hip, and it even though there's hiss, it actually sounds better. Hmm. So you might have wanted to keep those. Well, I let those go. All right. It's okay. I mean, I can still go get them because I have about two weeks until they finally destroy the place. But if I get I, – I might have a panic, but I, I got to like – it's I, I'm a hoarder sometimes. My wife feels like that anyway. Even though I'm a clean hoarder, I, I do hold on to things that I don't need anymore. I don't need REM cassettes. Anyway, so as it is, I've been very, very sore. However, that's not going to stop me. Last Saturday, I know you do Pilates, and I was laughing driving down here. I wonder how Lorenzo pronounces Pilates, and I bet you pronounce it Pilates. No, I, I, I'm not from Kabul. I, I don't say Pilates. 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 Pilates, exactly. That's what it is. Pilates. Pilates. Lorenzo. Yes. I went to a Pilates class on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm the only dude in the class, as you know. Yeah. I had a Pilates accident. It was bad. What happened? Yeah. So. Did the machine fall on you or something? I got on the uh, reformer, but I, uh, you, you know how um, you can modify all, you can do a million exercises on a reformer, but they also have, like, it's like a box. It has handles and right. you put it on top of the reformer. Yes. So I was on the box. And the idea was I was to lie with my butt in the middle of the box. So I'm on top of this thing, lying back, you know, facing the ceiling, lying like you would lie in bed. And my feet were resting on top, on top of the foot bar. Yes. And the idea is you're supposed to essentially do, while you're lying down, lying down sit-ups. Okay. With your feet atop the foot bar, not underneath the foot. So there's no, there's no like, support. It's a lot of pressure on your back. Tons of pressure on the back, tons of pressure on the core, and that's what we were focusing on. However, with my weight distribution and my clutchiness, I distributed my weight unevenly. And instead of what I was supposed to be doing was putting a lot of the weight in my legs and in my lower core, right? I put it all on the upper half. Oh, God. I flipped over backwards in ways that... I've never fallen you before. You flipped off the box. I flipped off the that, box. I fell backwards. That is hard to do. I took the worst tumble, and I landed in the scorpion position. Oh, my God. I went, ah! I saw my life flash before my eyes. Came crashing down between the two tracks of the reformer. Thought I had broken my neck. I was so injured and so freaked out. I fell off the fucking thing, but I flipped off over it. Like, right. You, you, oh, I wish you could have seen it. So did you actually bend back to take a rep of a sit-up? And I, then when you bent back... I bent you, forward to do it, you and bent instead, forward. I toppled backwards. You toppled backwards. I'm trying to visualize that. I'm lying down on the reformer. Right. The foot bar is at my feet. Yeah. I'm lying down, but, but I'm top of the box. Yeah, but you're going towards your feet. Right. So instead of... I just did it just now in the chair. I'm supposed to lift up towards my feet, but as I lift it up, instead of... 
weighing down my legs with my natural muscle structure and my lower core, I, whoa, I flipped back. Oh, my legs went up in the air yeah. and they went behind my head. Did the entire class stop? Everything stopped. I fell back with such a thunderous crash and the, the teacher went, whoa, and she runs over to me. She's great. And she was very worried about me. I said, I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I could tell I wrenched something in my back immediately. Of course. Something happened. My wife, of course, she's on the reformer next to me. She's like, are you all right? <laughs> like, she could have cared fucking less. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Don't Thanks. get up or anything. Yeah, can we continue the class now? Oh, yeah. So uh, instead of being a pussy, I stood up. I shook it off. I got back on the reformer. Wow. No whimpering. No whining. And most important, no quitting. Wow. And I finished out the class. Thank you. You're tough. That way. You're a tough guy. And, but as I was walking out of there, I couldn't walk. So I have been wrenched with pain since. And you're in pain right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I, I was on, um, on painkillers most of the weekend, but, you know, you can't get too crazy with those. No. So Plus, I want to enjoy my ciders and my meads and my Ungstein. So, you know, it, it, it's been a... It's been a very, very rough weekend. Wow. Dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. there is a word that you can say in any workout, and it's no. Mm -hmm. You can actually say, no, I don't want to do yeah. that. And uh, It's so weird, though, you, in a you, class situation, especially. There's a little bit of pressure because everyone else is doing yeah, it. and you want especially to say, when it's I chicks. I can't do that. Yeah. You know. It's like but a bunch I, of chicks are doing it. And I'm not saying I want to be better than a chick at all because women are superior no matter what. However, I, I just... I want to I want to keep up with the girls, and they were all saying that that is an excruciatingly tough exercise. Yeah, I just think my general lack of coordination and loss of balance, like and and hope, really, uh, is what is what took me down. Well, also, you don't want to become physically uh, like a Humpty Dumpty kind of guy, where right. you've got this big, huge middle, skinny legs, you know, and uh, all your weight and all your center of gravity is in your torso. Yeah. And then you're going to be like a weeble, you know. You will wobble and you will fall down. Right. So just cool it oh, on the beer. Now you're really dude. making me self-conscious. Well, just, just cool it on the beer. Yeah, okay, but what does that have to do with me falling out of the fucking reformer? I'm looking at the future. Look at a future Max <laughs> Cook that is so into beer and meads. I'm not that into beer. All right. Well, you just said I you, just like you, them. you discovered it and it's changed your life. No, I didn't say it changed my life. I said it, it's, it's, it's another joy that I... Uh, that I wasn't respectful of. There's now. another layer now to join us in your life. Yeah, You've got I, choices now. Yeah. Like instead of my, my instinct, like I'm going to go see my friend tomorrow night and she's slow cooking. And I actually texted, do you want me to bring Modelo? Instead of do you want me to bring wine? Yeah. There's choices now. <laughs> now you're going to do beer tastings as opposed to wine tastings. Maybe no, 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 tastings. no, 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 no. I never, I would never not wine taste. You but, might uh, start reading Margaret Mead now. I don't know. Margaret Mead. No, that's, uh, that's, that's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm telling you. When I can look down and only see gut and not see the tip of my joint, my little Johnny down there. Oh, my big Johnny. Well, he's kind of middle. Does your dick get smaller as you get older? Why am I suddenly turning into Jiminy Click? Does your dick get smaller as you get older? Does it shrivel up like everything else? I think it goes back into the shell a little more. Yeah. You, especially when it's cold. Yeah. So far, personally, I'm fine. Yeah. I haven't noticed shrinkage. Do you notice... You scold your dick more as you get older? Like, no. Like, if I have I don't a random have a, boater, I'm like, not now. I don't have a conversation with my penis. Oh, I, <laughs> do you I do, have yeah. a running dialogue with your genitals? Well, I, I had an inconvenient boner. 
<laughs> this morning, and I'm in the middle of stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't deal with you right now. I'm busy. Right. This is your problem. You need to get a life. Stop showing up. I've got things to do. I can't deal with you right now. That's hasn't been the case. Right. No, I'm, always... not, I'm not saying I mean, as a guy and all guys listening have had inconvenient boners. <laughs> and I, I must admit, I not that I have a conversation with it, but sometimes when it is inconvenient, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, really? Stop it. Yeah. Can, can you go down? Do you, yeah. We have to do this right now. Yeah. You know, and that is just physiology yeah. and, and every guy can understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure not a woman understands that. I'm sure they think it's all voluntary. Oh, sure. You know, but it isn't. It's got a mind of its own. Absolutely. And it's got a will of its own. It's like, why now? I why know. now? Really? And I'm not even looking at anything cool. I'm looking at, you know, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people may get off on Ernie, but... I don't. I mean, either. But uh, I, I, I wasn't even thinking sexual thoughts. That's what was that, weird. That is weird. So random. Wow. Maybe it just wanted to get out of the box. <laughs> Something was going on. Or maybe subconsciously I was thinking terrible things. Because I'm always thinking terrible things. <gasps> Subconsciously. I can attest to this. This is true. <laughs> I think if you think nice things, something you think something's wrong with you. Right. Well, I'm glad you discovered a new way to have fun in this world. And, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, you have a tendency to lock onto things. Like, I know now, next week, you're going to ask me, so have you tried any new I'm never going to let it go. Yeah. And like, suddenly, in your weird, fucked up mind, I will become beer guy. And it's but like, I, I'm not beer guy. I'm just, I'm expressing to you something that I'm enjoying. I now. understand. But I know you also is that when you do discover something new, you can get kind of obsessed about yes, it. Yes, I agree. You think about it. You want to explore yes, it. You yes, will now read articles yes, about beer, yes. the history of beer. You want to find out who's making beer. You're oh going to become, God. Oh my you're going to be one of those microbrewery guys. You And you're going to go to, me. I know you. No, and you're, you're, it's true. You're going to go, oh, he goes to microbrewery on, on this corner. We gotta check that out, and oh, who made it? You're gonna to want to be. You're gonna to want to know the makers of the microbrews. Oh, you're gonna to want so to interview true. them. I know you. Oh my god, I that's mean, not a bad thing. It's a great thing. It's I, it's an exciting way to live your life. You now uh, discover new things, and you get into it. Yeah, but does that mean I'm fickle? No, it just means that you're open to new things. What if the original woman said, "Hey, try this," and you said, "No, I don't want to." That's but that's true. not you. That's true. You're an open, expressive, mm-hmm. experimental kind of guy, and that's why I love you. Well, just know that I'm never going to suddenly become obsessed with salmon. Salmon is off the <laughs> list for the rest of my life. I hate salmon. All right. Hate it. All right. But is that true with all fish? Oh, no. I love fish. All right. Oh, my God. There's a sushi bar walking distance from my house. And talk about getting a big, nice, frosty Kirin beer and, and eating a bunch of sushi. That's not going to help the belly. No. But, uh, dude, we got to go there sometime because they we have- will. These tremendous lunch specials. I, I love sushi. Yeah. And it's really good, fresh, awesome sushi. But I'm, I'm telling you, you get to the bar and they have an all-you-can-eat lunch special mm-hmm. and you will roll out of there. All right. And But you'll feel so good from all the beautiful fish. The only trepidation I have, I'm coming from a, just more uh, what I like to do in my, in my hobby time. Yeah. I'm a big snorkeler. I love snorkeling. I dive. Oh, you get I, sad when you see the fish. I do. Cut up. I, I actually snorkel with these fish. Oh! I, I snorkel with eels. I was lucky enough. I actually went to Hawaii I, last week. I don't I, eat that. I was snorkeling, and I was literally watching an eel go on a feeding run. Oh. And I literally thought this. I thought, someone one day is going to eat you. You're, oh. you're going to be sushi. And I felt really bad because wow. I'm looking at this little beautiful little eel. And yeah. it's, it's looking for food. And it's, it's going under rocks and, and doing its eel thing. And... And it's just going to be food for us, right. you know. And I'm and I'm snorkeling with big, beautiful fish, parrotfish, which I know they eat. And a lot of the fish I snorkel with are ending up on people's plates. 
And I'm not saying I don't eat it because I do, and I love right. ahi and I love yellowtail. But when you're with them and just seeing them be animals free, you realize, oh fuck, we're catching them and eating them. Yeah. And out to existence. I mean, they won't exist anymore. Right. There was a study that said that oh, human beings are com- are consuming so much fish. They won't exist anymore. In 50 years, there will not be any more fish. fish well, will be, selfishly, it won't mean anything to us. We'll be gone. Right. It'll be but selfish. But that's still sad. It's very sad. No, I totally get that, though. I totally get that. But I'll still go with you and eat it. Yeah, but but see, this is where like I'm really fucked up when it comes to that because I love animals to the point that I love them more than people. And then I go and eat animals. Yeah. But I have that block. I have that block of denial. Yeah. Like this is not a um, a cow. You know, this is just something that appeared. And right. I can grill it and saute it and, and spice it up and right. put soy sauce on it and make it amazing. And but put if it you in had cows body. for pets and you grew up with right. cows and you saw and baby I'm looking cows in their being soulful born. eyes, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. And and it's like, why am I choosy? Like, I, I, I never, maybe once a year, I'll have one piece of ham. I got to tell you, sometimes I have to have ham on rye, but that's just once a year. Yeah. I don't think about the fact that it's a little piggy. Poor little piggy. I don't think about that. Or if you eat a piece of bacon. You have oh, a be- yeah. I got turkey bacon. You have turkey bacon or real bacon. Cured bacon, yeah. And you eat it. Do you think of the pig that it came from? No. All right. It's the block. Yeah. It's just so good. It is good. It's not It's not right. You know. I mean, Yeah, you- we're, we're draining our sources, our natural food sources. We're eating all the fish. We're eating all the cows. <laughs> we're eating all the birds. Well, they're gonna have to import all we're this to Mars. We're eating all the chickens. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're living on Mars pretty well, in the future. So why hasn't there been a synthetic replacement that's good for you? Why haven't they created that? Because it's tofu synthetic. Didn't cut it. No. Well, it's good for you. It's great stuff. But it just it didn't you catch like on. tofu? I do actually. All right. All right. Tempeh and tofu. How tofu? No tempeh. And tofu. I love tempeh and tofu. So you had a good trip to Hawaii. I did. I did. Some family. You, you and... have no responsibilities like I do. In what way? Well, I'm I don't so... have any pets. You have no pets. I have a wife. Yeah, but you you don't really have any responsibility to her. Like you don't cook for her. I do sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we don't have to. It's we don't, more we don't... about fending for. You're really just responsible for yourself. We don't have set rules. And taking care of yourself. I take care of her. I too. made a joke in text to you recently that your life is just one big vacation, and that's great for you. But you really don't have any responsibilities. Everything just kind of works out. So you're in Hawaii, yeah. and even when you go out there, she has to go because she has a responsibility because she has to take care of her 200-year-old mommy. Right. But you're no part of that. Not really. Because the mom wants nothing to do with you. Pretty much. <laughs> so you get to just go out in the ocean and float yeah. and stare at the fish that you don't want to you Eat. know, see eaten. <laughs> this is your life. I'm falling off reformers. Right. And, and and moving storage units. Right. And just being in some drunken beer stupor. Yeah. I got to be home by five to yeah. let the shutter guy right. in. And I'm... Uh, I got to make dinner for my wife tonight. And I'm picking papayas and snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> How lucky am I? It's very... <laughs> I'm a lucky fucker. It's very funny. I, I, I have no complaints nor uh, defense for what you just said. Now, now you, you have to have something to do with mom, right? How old is she? No, 102? I, she's going to be 102 in okay. July. Yeah. I really... This is weird. I've been with my wife for 25 years. Yeah. So I've had my mother-in-law for 25 years. We've never had a conversation. <laughs> ever. It's hello and goodbye. Wow. And I say it in Japanese and she just laughs at me. And, that, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And not do just... Do you... When you greet her, 
Do you hug her? No, there's no hugging. <gasps> I now have uh, graduated to shaking her hand. Oh, wow. I shake her hand and I say hello and she laughs. Is that a Japanese thing? or? Yeah, she's like not. Like a proper? Very proper. Whoa, she's not a. Dude. I mean, she's from Japan. But if no you, kissing on the cheek. No, no, dude. no, 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 no. My wife doesn't kiss her mom on her cheek. Oh, my God. No, there's no kissing. There's no hugging. It's very one-off. Yeah. Very um, arm's distance kind yeah. of. So for me, being a white guy, and she's really old school Japanese, yeah. she was never really down with her daughter marrying a white guy. Right. So it was never personal, but the culture was like, you're over there, and I'm over here, and I'll wave to you, and we're done. Oh, wow. That's got to be great, though. It, it took a while to get to that yeah. mindset. I think that way now. I wish I was like it, that with it, my mother-in-law. It used to be kind of weird, but then I got to the point thinking, you know, my mother-in-law wants nothing to do with me. Maybe that's a positive. <laughs> that's a great Maybe thing. I should embrace this and then just go snorkeling. Are so you kidding? I, I probably have to talk to my mother-in-law on the phone twice a year. And yeah. my, my wife talks to her, you know, every other day. Dude, uh, if 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 I get my mom wants to talk to you and my wife starts to hand me the phone, it's in slow motion. Yeah. My mom wants to talk to you. <laughs> Hello? And then it's just psychotic jibber-jabber for an hour. Yeah. Well, it's it's like waterboarding. Yeah. You're getting through it. You're, you're, you're thinking <laughs> of anything you can to, so the torture will go away as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's a necessary evil you have to do because you're in the family. Yeah. I don't have that at all. Wow. I really don't. I'm really lucky. She wants nothing to do with me. And I'm totally down with that. And then you got the people. You know the people. You have friends. Who I do have get friends. So, they get along so well with their in-laws. Yeah. And they go out to lunch with them. goes out to lunch and yeah. trips together yeah i hate those people yeah, i've never I been hate that those guy. people i hate those people i hate those people so much i hate them so much oh no i don't know what you're talking about i love my mother-in-law we get along great ah oh, fuck you fuck you you liar fuck you you liar hate those people i'm with you <laughs> i can't relate to anything like that i'm i'm kind of like uh a, a single married guy because i have a lot of downtime right you know and, uh, but you know, anything, anything can happen. You know, I actually, there was a, a really interesting documentary on Warren Buffett. It's called Becoming Warren Buffett. Uh, I heard about this. I saw it last night. And one thing I didn't know, besides all the financial stuff, and he's a, you know, investing genius and all of that. He married, not his high school sweetheart, but he married really young to this woman. And they were in love and they're best friends. But as time went on, she didn't divorce him, but she said, I got to find myself. It was kind of the empty nest syndrome. Kids grew up, moved out. And she said, I don't want to be here. They lived in Omaha, Nebraska. She goes, I love you, but I got to find out who I am. So they still remained married, but she moved to San Francisco forever. I mean, she never came back and they never got divorced, but they were married, had separate lives. Maybe like, I guess our president and his wife has. Ah. But then because she cared about Warren so much, she had her best friend move in with him Whoa. to take care of him because he was kind of this dysfunctional guy. He was like such a, not really idiot savant, but he was like a, such a savant with investing. Right. He, that's all he did. Wow. He needed taken care of. So even though it was kind of a menage a trois, even though the, the wife loved him, she's off to San Francisco, has her best friend move in with him. Whoa. So 
you know, anything can work. And of course, you know, they ended up hooking up and they're having sex or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Is the best friend hot? Well, I guess not, well not really. But they, they, the, all three of them loved each other wow. enough that they were all giving towards each other. Wow. The wife ends up getting cancer, even though Warren Buffett is older, yeah. dies before War- Warren Buffett. Right. And then Warren Buffett marries the friend. Right. So my point is anything is possible. Anything. You could be married, but still have your own private life. You do your own thing. Maybe even a third person comes in. But if you're all in agreement, anything is doable, as long as no one gets hurt. Yeah. So it goes to show even, you know, these famous people don't have, you know, very traditional lives. It's funny. I used to want, like, a second wife, you know. like Did you really? There are things that my wife, you know, if she's too tired or too this or too busy and you know, or doesn't want to. Or doesn't want to. It's like, all right, well, she wants to. I'll do it with her. Right. Uh, and and my wife knows about this, and it's always been kind of a running joke. But um, and it it wasn't until I started to have very deep friendships with women outside my wife that I realized that I don't want that, and I and I and I never want that. I mean, my my wife is enough. Uh, as much as I love, you know, these other women and talking to them and everything else, because God love them. I mean, they're they're a lot of work. Yeah. And and I'm always the one taking care of them. Right. See, uh, the situation you're talking about with Buffett, boy, he really scored. I mean, yes, he to did. have someone take care of him. Right. And have his wife be so open oh, yeah. that she's like, yeah, you know what? Even though you're my best friend, he's my husband, you go live with him. Well, I, I guess it helps to, to, to be that kind of savant and to know yeah. how to make that kind of money because yeah. that must really – that that's how it happens. Yes, of course. You know, I'm not rich. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I was rich and had all the money, and maybe so. Maybe I could have that. Your but. wife would say, "You know what, Julie? You go take care of Max. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm Julie's going to take care of me. Yeah, she's going to bring me beer yeah, and meads and right. ciders and rub my feet and yeah. rub my neck. Julie, Julie, can you scratch my back right there? Oh, left shoulder blade. Oh, harder, harder, harder! Stop, 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 stop! Oh, thank you, Julie. Do you have Julie's number? <laughs> I don't know, but those nails are not acrylic, That sounds fantastic. They are real nails. I I, I might want to call you. Hey, one more thing. Uh, Speaking of documentaries, um, boy, I really hope that you and I can get together outside of this fucking show because – We will. I I have some special documentaries for you. And I know I've already seen them. doesn't matter. It'll be a whole new experience watching them with you. I think you told me you saw the meatloaf one. Yeah. Oh, my God, Fantastic. Dude, there's this hour-long meatloaf documentary on Showtime, if you have Showtime kids. you got to check this thing out. It's about meat and his life, and they tell it in the fastest hour I've ever seen. It's the rise and fall and rise again of meat. Uh, and I, I'm not a meatloaf guy, but I loved him on The Celebrity Apprentice. But but it's really really interesting. And uh, and the other one is um, is a documentary about the Stooges, the punk rock, the iconic punk rock band. I got to see that one uh, featuring Iggy Pop. And boy, you got to see Iggy. Iggy's an animal. He is an animal. He's and a I, legend. He's a legend, and when he talks, he kind of talks like this. You have to understand that I don't want to be labeled punk rock because I'm not just a punk rocker. I'm a – okay, take it easy, Iggy. Iggy grew up in a trailer park, and he had the most supportive parents, but then he fell into all kinds of disarray psychologically and drugs. And Dude, when you come over – we are going to get lit, and we're going to watch this thing, and you're going to love it. That sounds great. And you It's know, on he, iTunes, by the way, this Stooges doc. I th- it's called Gimme mm-hmm. Danger. Okay. Gimme danger, little stranger, but I hear every bear. 
And he hasn't stopped. I mean, the guy's in his 60s. He's still... He's 69, he hasn't stopped. He is still a, a motherfucker. Dude, like, like he's he a was. motherfucker. He is. I know. And, and they toured, and Mike Watt played bass for oh, them. Oh, how cool. And Mike Watt's in the dock. Right. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, Mike shows up. Just on that, um, to big piggyback on that, one I saw last week, besides the Warren Buffett thing, um, regarding music. Remember the movie called Shine? Uh, Jeffrey Rush played... Yeah, sure. Yeah, he played uh, David, I think it's Helgoff. Mm-hmm. There's a documentary on... On, Dave, on the guy. Is it's, he alive it's still? Ca- yes, it's called I Am David. It is. Wow. He is the most unique human being wow. you will ever see. Okay. He is amazing. Um, they don't label what's wrong with him. He had a nervous breakdown at 15. He was a child prodigy. Mm. And he lost some of his talent back then, but he got a lot of it back. He might even also be a combination of a, maybe a little bit on the autistic track, maybe even a little bit schizophrenic. Wow. But it's this big jumble of amazing. And then he plays piano. and He's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And it's all about him. And also, the other amazing person is his wife. Yeah. Who puts up with him. Oh, my God. Who decided to marry him. Oh, Jesus. And, but he, he is nothing but love. He's not, he's not mean-spirited. He just loves people. He's quasi-inappropriate with people. Yeah. But he comes from a place of just absolute <laughs> love and affection. It's called I Am David, and hes you will never forget him. Where's that one at? On iTunes? It's on I, um, probably iTunes, but I saw it on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. And okay. it, I highly recommend it. Okay. okay. Highly recommend it. <sighs> oh, wow. God. I highly... Oh, yes. and then you got to watch Maplethorpe on HBO, oh, a documentary I, about I if you like big dicks. Boy, this, well, this is... No, seriously, though, this... This guy took a lot of photos of giant dicks, but that's a whole other fascinating thing. I tell you what, documentaries, when they're done well, there's even one on the Oklahoma City bombing that you got to see that's on uh, American Experience PBS. You can stream it. This is when they are telling stories objectively. It's okay to have a POV. It's even okay to be biased sometimes. But when these stories are just told, point the camera and roll. I tell you, you can really get gold. It's it's my favorite well, genre. It really is now. Yeah. I mean, I love movies. You know, I just saw La La Land, and I liked oh. it. You know, it, it was all right. I thought yeah. it was creative. I'm not a big musical. Right. I don't, I'm like singing in the rain, that type of stuff. Right. But um, documentaries, riveting documentaries, mm-hmm. that, that's my favorite. I can mm-hmm. watch those all day long. They're, Aren't they're they fantastic. Great? Oh, they're great. Aren't they great? Yeah. I'm going to shift gears. You have no clue I'm going to ask you this, but oh, I'm going to ask you something. And, and now I want to be a dog. Okay, go ahead. You might not want to talk about this, but oh. I'm curious about something. Uh-oh. This Sunday is the Oscars. And all the people, <laughs> you know, you're an actor, voiceover guy, on-camera guy, and they're all, obviously they're giving away for animation and the best of this and the best of that. When you watch it, or if you do watch it, and this time of year, is there any emotion that you're, you know, not in the mix, that you are just not there, you're not a part of that upper echelon of Hollywood? Jesus. Any, I'm asking. I'm just curious. Um, well, first of all, I used to watch award shows all the time. And why did I watch? Because there was a man sitting in the front row who uh, was the reason I became an actor. And this man had a classic receding hairline, a killer grin, and he would wear sunglasses in the audience sitting in the first row. That was the only reason why I would watch award shows, just to see Nicholson. He's not around anymore, although supposedly he's making a comeback. Now, listen, I am a member of the Screen Actors Guild, so I voted for the Screen Actors Guild Awards, didn't watch them. However, I watched all the films because they send screeners, and I think that there is a very, very healthy batch of movies this year. So for the first time in a couple years, because I got so burned by what you're talking about, 
I cannot watch this anymore. I can't watch red carpets. I can't watch self-congratulatory actor fucks. I can't watch everyone stroking each other off. I can't watch this level of success that I'm no part of. I think I've reached a plateau of indifference about it because you know what? I mean, I'm doing the best I can. I could probably be doing a lot better. I'm really bad at playing the game. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not a part of any of this. And, uh, you know, just to be like, just to think back to my mother, I think we mentioned this on the show that she was on, or maybe not, when she had a very profound dream that at 32, I would win an Oscar, you know? I thought that was going to happen. I was fucking cocky in my 20s as far as my acting. Everyone was telling me I'm the most talented person alive. People still today tell me I'm the most talented person alive. Doesn't mean shit. But uh, no, I, um, I'm going to watch as just an audience participant <laughs> a blown out, failed, middle-aged, beer-guzzling loser. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to watch? I think my, my work here is done. Uh, no, I'm not really. A, I don't even like well, awards I, well, because I'm number one. I'm not an actor. I'm not saying I don't care about uh, right. movies. I love movies, but award shows. Are I, 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 I think most award shows are just popularity contests. Of course, like the Grammys. I think the Grammys should be called the Sales Awards. And okay, yeah. Who, and whoever, whatever record sells the most, wins the Grammy. You know, if you had an amazing record that sold five <laughs> copies, it would never ever win. Yeah. So it isn't about quality. Is it, my answer predictable? No. Well, yeah. yes and no. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't really know how you felt. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's why I. Asked you. No, but 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 do you see me as someone who should be a lot further along than I am? I do, but yes. I don't. I don't see it as your fault. Okay. I, I, I see it as uh, That's good. A, a lot of talented people, uh, whether it could be an actor or even yeah. a band, who are yeah. better than most people that get signed. Yeah, what, let's just take bands because that's mm -hmm. my world. Mm -hmm. uh, why does band A become famous right. and band B doesn't do a shit? Right. Well, band B might be the they write better songs, right. they're prettier, right. whatever, but band A got the breaks. I don't have the answer. But is it band B's fault? No. The 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 planets aligned for people or bands yeah. and didn't for others. It isn't a judgment of quality of talent. Yeah. It is just because someone knew somebody, right place, right time, maybe for you. It's not a talent issue. I can tell everybody listening, you are fucking talented. Right. Maybe Thank you were just not in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You didn't have lunch with the right person. You didn't sleep with the right person. Yeah. You know, it, it just wasn't. And I'm going to put a caveat. I mean this sincerely. Yet. Right. Yet. It isn't over. Right. It is absolutely not over. It's funny. For you. Uh, I got an email from, I don't care how much beer you drink. From my agents, thank you. Someone over at a particularly popular, a very popular uh, televised talent show uh, saw my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. found my agent's number, reached out to them and says, hey, we have one week left of casting. Do you think Max would like to go out for this show? <laughs> now you're smiling. I am smiling. Uh I absolutely uh, politely declined. Why? Because I'm not interested. In what am I going to do? Uh, am I going to go stand before Simon Cowell and go, oh, how the fuck are you? In a, in a, in a theater full of 30,000 people? Yeah. It's just not, and we're not talking about American Idol. It's just because that show doesn't exist anymore. It just is not something I want to do. It's okay. not who I am. All right. It's not what I'm about. It's not a way I would go. And it's so funny. Your reaction's different because I tell people and they're like, oh, I can't see you doing that. Plus, I, I'm traumatized last year for when, uh, you know, the Dana Carvey impersonation competition show came after me. And... I didn't get on even, even though they came after me and I went in, they put me in a soft hole and everything else. That, that was my experience with reality tel, uh, talent shows. Mm -hmm. I'm good. 
it's just not what I would do. I just think I, I'm not saying I'm better than that at all, at all, at all. Um, but, you know, there's people I know who have gone on those shows and they've done very well. But there are also people whose parents have been in the business for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, you would be amazed at the amount of nepotism oh, I am personally I'm surrounded by. I'm not amazed by. at that. Yeah. That's been going on since the beginning. Yeah, I'm personally surrounded by. But no, I just that's just not the forum for me. I Honestly, I can't even imagine. I don't think my nerves could hack it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine standing up in front of 30,000 people uh, doing Tony Soprano. I think my mouth would go dry. I think I would, like, panic. But that's cool. But what you're saying is you are being true to who you are now yeah. and what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? It really is. I just I, maybe if I was in my 20s and right. I and I had more of a cocksure right. um, arrogance and 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 a confidence right. that I would kill and I want to win and but I've never been that guy that that that's like that. Well, you have to be true as any artist, I think. Yeah. Uh, to be true to who you are, whether mm-hmm. you're an artist or a band. I mean, if you're a band and someone, you know, you're a rock band and someone says, "Oh, well, you need to become, you know, uh, heavy metal or ska right. or something right. that you're not, and you go, oh, okay, just because someone yeah. tells you to. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You should never do that. Yeah. You, you have to be true to what you do yeah. and, ha- and have life catch up to what you do and not just jump on a bandwagon because yeah. that bandwagon can change tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny. Like, what I'm really feeling a reward, like, how do I react to this nightmare that is going on in America right now? Well, I can't exactly post links on Facebook bashing Donald Trump because everyone's doing that. What am I going to really do? So you know what I did? I started a second Instagram account called oh. An Immigrant a Day. Wow. Now, I want to I show you That's these a great idea. while you're sitting here. And what I do is I draw an immigrant a day. Every day, I find an immigrant. Is this people you're seeing on the street? Uh, no, it's mostly stuff I just look for online. But I'm going to hand my phone over to you because I've opened it up so you can see for yourself. Oh, the signal's not very good in here, is it? No, it's not. Oh, that figures. By the way, uh, since you're doing that, I want to say we are now recording from my brand new studio. I, I was kicked out of my other studio, and by the grace of God and, and the people that run this place, and thank you very much for that, they, they treated me very, very well. I have a new space. I have new digs. It's a little smaller, a little more cozy, but uh, we are in uh, Lorenzo's brand new studio. I personally like it better than the old one. Well, so scroll you. down. I'm scrolling down. This is um, Immigrant a Day. Wow. So you're just drawing these people from yeah, all over then, the world. And then underneath, there's a description of them. Indian-born Pramila Jayapal is a Washington state senator. Oh, so these could also could be people in Congress or anybody. It's, it's all walks of life. All walks of life. Just going to show that what makes up our world. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 they're all immigrants living in the U.S. Right. That's the premise. Right. And my point is, which is what stopping most... America should remain a melting pot. Right. Stop with the bands. Stop with the walls. Stop with the nonsense. We don't want these people to be shunned or turned away or whatever. I don't care what card they're holding. Uh, you go up to Oxnard and you look at all those amazing strawberry pickers. A bunch of white people don't want to do that job. Well, also, I mean, this is nothing that it's no new revelation, but the country started by people fleeing yeah. another country. We're nothing but a country of yeah. immigrants before we even were a country. We came yeah. from everywhere else. No way, but nobody is the is a America didn't start with a, no. an American. You know, it's it's completely ridiculous. Um, you know, 
this is another show. I don't want yeah. to start. No, let's do it. You know, let's wrap it up. Okay. But I'm just saying that, you know, you're right, and yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. And all I can say is, four years from now, everybody better fucking vote. Because <laughs> that's all you can really do. You can yell and scream and make a sign and protest. Yeah. He's not going to get out unless we vote him out. Right. So four years from now... Unless he gets impeached and it'll be quicker. Uh, I, can I vote now? Can I just, I don't care about debates and I, I don't care about I what, the, can I just yeah. vote today? A lot of my lefty friends are kind of getting tired. I, I just want to vote now. They're getting tired. I, I don't think they can really uh, keep going with this. But yeah, so th- this is what I'm doing. Well, that's great, dude. That's that's a great public service, actually. And that's actually a great way to, in a way, as opposed to picketing and saying, he's not my president. That's a very constructive, artistic way, because yeah. you're such a good artist, to to make people realize that we're just we're a melting pot and we should uh we should continue we to be are one. a melting pot okay one last final wow i need an update we're wrapping it up yes it's been really fun you're gonna um, ruin the show right no, now. no i'm you? not well maybe actually i think it's gonna be an uplifting question give me a mickey update oh mickey uh mickey the pug has cancer still but he's doing great on Is the he? steroid and um He's he's full of life. The steroid has made him a little more of a barker, which has been a bit of a, a, an issue. He definitely is much more vocal about what he wants. Has it increased his testosterone? A little bit. He's he's huffing and puffing a lot more, yeah. you know. But uh, but no, he he's he's doing, all roided out now. He's roided out. He's got yeah. roid rage, and yeah. he, he's hilarious. But um, we just did a blood test to see how the roids were handling, you know, how he was handling the medication, and and everything looks okay for now. And uh, so. It's borrowed time, but it's been bliss. That's great. So he's having a, a good, he's a good having chunk a blast. Of time. He's having a blast. However long it lasts, he's having a blast. He's barking. He's not in pain. He's, he's you know, he's. I'm telling you, man. The goal was to. I got him the dog carriage, and I roll him around in it twice a day. But he likes getting out of it now. Does like he? he? He's almost back to like walking. You know, preferring to walk. Wow. Instead is of he, being rolled around. Well, is he experiencing inconvenient boners? <laughs> He does get little pink Well, pop-ups. that's great. As, as a fellow man, I think we should all end our life Woo! as ever long it lasts with yes. uh, nothing but inconvenient boners. Hey, man, the fact that there's still blood flow down there that's is, fantastic. is hopeful for me. Yes, me too. Thank you. This is episode eight. This is number eight. Can you believe it? We're eight and counting. Any final thoughts, Max? Final thoughts? Listen to you. Yeah, listen to me. Uh, drink many ciders and meads and beer and never forget the wine. Okay. And watch all these amazing docs we're talking about. Because really, this is how we're going to distract ourselves from the pain of all that's going on. you just got to keep drinking and keep watching amazing documentaries. And keep creating art. Yes. As much as you can. And we're going to end on this note. Next time, I am working on a very special guest. <gasps> it's time for a guest. I'm working on one. I think I have a, a commitment from her. Whoa. And I mean her. She's a great person, Woo. beautiful person. Not going to say who she is. Okay. And we're going to pick her brain, and we're going to rip her apart, and we're going to have a Ooh. lot of fun with her. And I'm working on that. So maybe for episode nine, we'll wow. have a very, very special guest. Does she wear thongs or briefs? You know, that should be uh, one of the questions. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Want to say goodbye, Max? Bye. He's looking at his fucking phone. Get I'm off lo- your fucking phone. I'm looking at my immigrants. All right. That's a nice pile of immigrants. Yeah, look. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Take care.